Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here, you made it to us, you love romantic comedies, we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have XO, XO Kitty, Kitty Part, Part two. 2. And wherever you are listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, throw us a follow, leave a review. Actually, we had a review not long ago on Apple Podcasts that I would love to share with you. This person says... Uh, this is such a fun podcast and would absolutely recommend for anyone who loves rom-coms and chick flicks. It's unserious in the best possible way. You don't need to feel intimidated by film bros. Dun, dun, dun. We're not film bros for no. sure. We just like to have fun. You, you got to watch over the film bros. Yeah. And we just love, you know, watching the movies. We were watching them anyway. <laughs> we were watching. That's right. Like, right. Kind of the concept for this podcast was like, we wanted it to feel like your friends and you're sitting yeah. down and you're reminiscing about Julia Stiles and save the last dance. And, you know, and you're just chatting about mm-hmm. these I, like everlasting things. Yeah. Or like getting super excited about a new release for a rom-com, which we haven't like, you know, there wasn't the boom that kind of went away in 2010. And now they're like, Revival. Now the revival. Back. We even have series. We have series like XO Kitty. Oh, by the way, if you want to leave a review on whatever platform, please feel free. They help more people find us. And if you ever want to reach out about anything, Instagram's a great spot for that. We respond to literally every message at Romcom Rewind. XO Kitty. This is part two. It's a brand new Netflix romantic comedy series. It's a spin-off of To All the Boys series written by Jenny. Han, the original film trilogy was the story of Lara Jean. This is the story of your younger sister, Kitty Song Covey, played by Anna Cathcart. Kitty is dating this guy she met in South Korea named Day. Kitty applies to be at the same school as Day in South Korea. Kitty gets in, but not all goes to plan, specifically with a classic love triangle slash new romance with one of Day's classmates, Yuri. Now, to catch you up, spoiler alert. Yeah, I was going to episodes... say, that was a big spoiler alert. Well, we're now moving on from episodes six to ten. Right. Is what yes. part two is going to be. Yeah. So to catch you up on the first five episodes, Ooh. and like I said, spoiler alert, just going to try to hash this out very quickly. I know, I'm very excited for you to do this. Because <laughs> lots yeah. of elements at play. Yes. Day and Yuri. So so Kitty was dating Day. She moves to South Korea. It turns out Day is dating Yuri. Dun, dun, dun. But then we learn that Yuri and Day, it's actually a fake relationship to keep up the persona of Yuri's family. And also, she has a love interest in Juliana, which uh, perceptually, that's not something that her family would look kindly on, as well as just public perception, that Juliana's a girl and Yuri's also a girl. So, fake relationship with Day is happening. Kitty's very upset about that. Kitty also learns that she might have a brother who actually goes to the school. He's like a, he's like a TA kind of no, thing. No, he's a professor. Is he a professor? Yes, he teaches them chemistry. But uh, he, yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Or like, or something, science, yeah. It's weird, but he's definitely a junior professor. Like, no. he also oversees the residence. <laughs> no. He oversees the residence. I know, but he is a professor, Professor Alex. Like, he is Finnerty, Finnerty? Professor Finnerty, Finnerty. Yes, he is like a legit. <laughs> they just see him up to be lesser they do. than. They, they do. definitely do. Yeah. He so at this point in the movie, Kitty is pretty con- or the series. Kitty is pretty convinced that Professor Alex, yes. who might not actually be a professor, <laughs> is yes. her brother. She's also coming to the conclusion that there's something 
sketchy going on with Day and Yuri. And that's kind of where we're at. She's living in the boys' dorm yes. with Day, yeah. with Minho, with Q, mm-hmm. and kind of going through all that stuff. Yeah. And and there's also this like weird like vibe between uh, Professor Lim, who's Gina Lim, and she is uh, Yuri's mom, who is also the principal. Um, there's a weird vibe between like her and like any time Eve song whose Kitty's mom is brought up. Yes. And we also have Q who's in a relationship with his Florian. other classmate, Florian. I think that's that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, we may have forgotten something, but we'll do our best, you know, <laughs> to pick it up in the next uh, five episodes, which I shall recap in like, I'm going to try to be concise, but we shall see. Perfect. Let's do it. All right, so episode six starts out with a daydream of Minho where he's hooking up with Kitty in the kitchen. Kitty runs, this is real life now, Kitty runs into Alex in front of Professor Lee's house and Kitty says they should go see Lee, but Alex doesn't want to yet and says it's going to take time and what if they're actually not siblings? Foreshadowing. Q and Kitty talk about Minho's upcoming madness party. Q gives her uh, a pep talk saying, you need a new experience, you need to kiss a new boy. So she decides that I'm going to go to the party tonight and I'm going to kiss a new boy. Uh, we also see Minho is starting to have uh, a little bit of feelings for Kitty. Day is, of course, at the party, and Kitty is there to find a new boy to kiss. Kitty meets this guy, Gun, and they start talking and hitting it off. And um, then he all of a sudden he starts bashing Yuri, and Kitty stands up for her, quoting Shania Twain, that don't impress me much, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, di- I died. I was like laughing. <laughs> if I had something, like if I was drinking something, it would have been gone everywhere. The school dance is, of course, a true requirement of a teen rom-com. Come on. Oh, absolutely. You got to go through those those motions. Yes. So I'm glad they did kind of put that in there. Kitty calls Professor Alex on the phone from the party to apologize, but ends up hanging up on him and texting him only really to to text Professor Lee instead. The party gets shut down by Professor Lee, Alex, and Professor Lim, uh, Gina. Um, as we chatted about last episode in part one, Day never got the necklace on Chusok. And that's why Kitty is extra mad at him because she doesn't know that he never got it and that Yuri actually stole it. Um, finally, Q does fill Day in on this, though. And so we kind of understand that Kitty's not only mad at him because he's dating Yuri, but also because he never got the necklace. Uh, Professor Lee and Yuri's mom share a moment. And uh, now it seems that Kitty has a crush on Yuri. And the next day, Kitty goes to see Yuri and they kiss. But, alas, it and it started with a dream and it ended with a dream. Alas. One thing we got to talk about, and you and I, Sarah, have talked about this on the side. Okay. Is how, you know, season one of this show ends mm-hmm. through the latter half of the season. Don't you feel like actually the whole season... <laughs> Day has just been getting shit on. Poor freaking day. If there was like a short end of the stick, he would be the continued um, receiver of that. He, (laughs) it's like a Shakespearean tragedy. It's like Hamlet. Like he, he just can't catch a break. He. Macbeth. Macbeth. Oh my God. Romeo and Juliet. Honestly, like, yeah. It's Othello. Like Greek tragedy. He. Couldn't afford to go to school, which is why he's faking this relationship with Yuri. And now he's like, he's trying to get off of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's dating somebody who's not interested in him. Yeah. He's not even getting any. And then... (laughs) Not getting any. And remember, at the end of this episode is when we start our other love arc, which is that Kitty has a dream Mm -hmm. about Yuri. Yuri, yeah. 
what's that about? I mean, we have an answer to that question, which we learned by the end of the season, but (laughs) you're watching and you're like, dude, where does day fit into this? And what we learn over the next couple episodes is that kids just keeps on getting shit on poor day. But you know what though? Poor day. But even, even at the end of this season, it is almost a tragedy because once I get there, you'll understand a little bit more, but I mean, even for Kitty, it ends bittersweet. It and does. for me, no, too. Like, all of these oh, things really? just fall into place, and it's just kind of like, all right, everything's out there, kind of? Question mark? Like, I don't know. I, I think Minho might be in the best place as we end this this season. I mean, I have a ship that I'm all about. Oh, we're on the same ship. Like I am, there is a certain ship in this TV show that I am all about. God, and do we? Okay. okay, let me go through the episodes. Yes, yes. Before, and we're then getting we can ahead talk of about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Episode seven. It's the next morning and Q is super hung over. Um, and Kitty wants to ask him some questions about her uh, weird dream, as she calls it. And Q immediately knows that it's a sex dream. Because they were busted at the party, all of them get Saturday detention. And Yuri is going to return the necklace, but then finds out that Kitty's been living in the boys' dorm. So she decides to wear it to detention for Kitty to see. When Yuri's mom comes into detention, because who doesn't want to be there on a Saturday? Um, she goes up to Yuri and asks, where did you get my necklace from? Kitty clears things up by saying, ah, that was actually my mom's necklace. Personally, this is my own thoughts. I think she has the other half. It was like a friendship, best friends, you know, necklace. Do you have any friendship bracelets or things with friends, friendship necklaces? I did, yes, when we were little. Yes, yep. How little is little? Okay, well, not little, but like in grade school. Okay. I'd have like best friends and it was like cracked down the middle and you'd give the other half to your best friend. Totally did that. Are you still best friends with that person? I actually am. Wow, look at that. Yes. She's actually one of my oldest friends. Professor Lee um, is the person overseeing the detention. I mean, of course he is, but he has to poo. So he leaves Madison in charge. (laughs) I just think this is hilarious how they went this way that he had his morning coffee and he's like, I shouldn't have had my morning coffee and now he has to. So he leaves Madison in charge. She lets everyone do whatever they want and Yuri asks Kitty to go to the yearbooks to talk. She tells Kitty, like, let's put a pin in our drama. Why don't we figure out what's like happening with my mom's necklace? And like, obviously we know something's up. Kitty also wants to know. They decide to find more photos of her so Yuri can destroy her. They come to the conclusion that they had friendship necklaces. Ding, ding, ding. And then something happened and they, they weren't friends. So they break into Gina's office. Yuri finds an email exchange with Gina and Juliana's mom saying Juliana was banned from coming to school. And uh, Kitty finds her file and in it is the obituary of Eve. Uh, they decide that she is clearly hiding something big. Professor Lee comes back and brings with him lunch orders. For lunch, Lee wants to take attendance. So as a distraction, Florian goes up to Professor Lee and does some ass kissing so that um, that they don't, he doesn't notice that the girls are still gone. But he says, oh, I'll get that book from you. So he ends up leaving to go home to grab this book for them. But Kitty and Yuri are also in Professor Lee's house. Yuri and Kitty make it back to the library before Professor Lee with the help of their classmates. After detention, Kitty runs into teacher Alex and shows him a yearbook saying that this is May 1993. Clearly, my mom is not pregnant in the picture. However, Gina looks like she may have gained some weight, as stated by Yuri in Professor Lee's house. Turns out Gina is, in fact, Alex's mom. Boom. Dun, dun, dun. Yuri called uh, the paparazzi, leaving detention and staged a breakup with Day. She texts her mom saying that was for you sending Juliana away. Now Day is free and goes to kiss Kitty and they make out. 
So this was a classic in sitcoms. You call it a bottle episode. A bottle episode. Explain. A uh, bottle episode. Like it's one of those ones. Like like when the cast of Friends are all like locked in. Oh the, yes, the yes, apartment. yes. Like yep. they can't mm-hmm. leave, or like somebody's stuck in a whatever. Right. The the, the show- Halloween episodes, you know. Or yes, like the, exactly. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. is like they're contained in a place. There's a snowstorm, right. and you can't leave. Got it. Um, Two Night Stand. That movie with Miles Teller oh, okay. was literally like a bottle episode of a movie. Right. Right. Because you're stuck there. Yes. However, though. It's also a, like, Kitty even makes the reference. I can't believe we haven't done this movie yet. It's very Breakfast Club-esque. Mm, I Sarah's, know. Sarah's it favorite movie, It is one movie, of my favorite movies, yes, yeah. Her, I don't get you in favorite movies. Well, can, no, we, can we talk actually, about this right now? Can no, we hash no, no. this out? Yes, okay, just one question. Okay, okay. Somebody did ask us, when we did our Ask Us Anything, yes. if I had kind of, like, um, or if either of us have had like a change in their favorite movie since we started doing this pod- podcast oh and I have, Oh my God, what's yes. your favorite? So I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the breakfast club. I do love it. It's great. But the princess bride has taken oh, the crown. Yes. So good. Right. So, um, I mean, that's my favorite movie, the princess bride. What I was calling into question was mm. that like my favorite movie of all time, 500 oh, yes, days of summer. Know. Love it. But I, I watch it often. Yeah. Every couple of years yeah. I'll watch it. When's the last time you watched The Breakfast Club? I used to have it on DVD and I literally have been searching for the DVD probably for like uh, five years. I'm sure you can stream I know. But that didn't even answer the question. What a politician you are sometimes. <laughs> When's the last time you, well, you know, VHS isn't really around anymore. <laughs> like what? What does that have to do with anything? Oh God, I know. I could probably stream it. But like, I mean, we watch a rom-com every week. Episode eight. eight. LFG. Let's effing go, or let's find group. Remember? I'm looking for group. <laughs> looking looking. For yeah, group. yo, I got I got trashed for that, and it's it's funny. I actually thought <laughs> I thought it was let's fucking go, dying. but then I I looked it up, and it's like looking for group. I'm like, oh, oh maybe I, clearly I'm wrong. Thank you to everyone who messaged, like, and seriously, Multiples, genuinely, yeah. thank you so much because. I was crying laughing every time you guys messaged because I... Oh, it was an onslaught First of off, I kind of like when Devin was saying, oh yeah, it's let's... Or what is it? Let's find group or... Looking for Looking group. for group. I kind of believed him, but I was like, that sounds, I don't know, not great that or not funny. That feels like the inception what? of like chat, chat groups and stuff. Like yeah, when the internet was young, group. looking for group. Also, yeah. why would any... Why would a TV show put... Looking we for we hadn't watched that episode yet. I thought it was like Kitty integrating herself with Maybe. the group. I literally for- was crying, laughing so hard. So thank you, Devin, for doing that. And thank you to our listeners for pointing it out that he was wrong because I loved it. Shall we dive in? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. It opens with all the couples, everyone, everyone making out. Um, they're also going on a camping trip and Kitty is really pressing day for what really happened. So at this point in time, like Kitty's still doesn't know that they were in a fake relationship at this point kitty just thinks that yuri and day have broken up but she was suspicious she was suspicious yes yes yeah yeah so on the bus uh to their camping trip kitty sits with professor alex and it's decided that kitty and alex both think that professor lee had no idea about baby alex at the campsite yuri says she wants to room with kitty and kitty just thinks that she's going to murder her Yuri comes clean to Kitty, finally. Kitty freaks out and says, like, why would you do that to me? Then Yuri comes out and tells her that she's gay and says that the family I have, I'm not allowed to be. And Kitty is just, you know, 
stunned and sad for her that this, you know, that she knows that her family would accept any choice that she made. Um, and that it's, you know, really sad for Yuri um, to be in that position with her family. While Kitty and Yuri are talking, Yuri says that she doesn't want Juliana to think that she's forgotten about her, but has no way of contacting her at her new school in the UK. Kitty offers to ask Margot, her sister, who's living in London, to get a message to Juliana. Kitty isn't mad at Yuri, but is still mad at Day, which I don't think is right. Poor Day. <laughs> like, the poor guy had to sign an NDA. Yeah. It was the only way that he could stay at Kiss, the school, to do his studies and to provide for his family. Like, clearly, Kitty doesn't know him as well as she says she does. You know, like, Day is doing his best, and you forgive Yuri, what, because you have a crush on her, and you aren't sure with what things are with Day, and he hasn't told you, or hasn't come clean himself. Like, there's so many things with Day that he can't do or say. That's not really fair. That's just my opinion, though. Turns out Margot was able to get a hold of Juliana, and um, and Day decides to do a grand gesture for Kitty to uh, get her to forgive him. Ocean Park. This is the whole reason why they are at this camping trip. Madison, who literally can do no wrong, um, saw that um, Ocean Park. He is a famous um, celebrity, I guess, and um, his grandmother's. Uh, I guess community garden was flooded. And so that's why they're there. They're all there to, um, to help put it back together to its former beauty. Kitty and Day go on the date together. Kitty loves the grand gesture and um, Minho and Madison have been kind of like just hooking up. Um, And in this regard, I think just like making out, I don't really know how far the whole thing goes in this series. (laughs) I never really talk about sex ever. No. So we assume it's just, not. you know, first base. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Madison Heavy just. Petting. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <Heavy. laughs> Madison just wants to keep things casual and Minho actually wants a relationship. So, you know, from this relationship with Madison or this, you know, casual thing, he has determined that he does want something more. So they break up. On their date, Kitty and Day say, I love you. At the end, though, Juliana calls um, Yuri and Kitty is sitting there listening to their conversation and Kitty's feeling like her stomach is being ripped apart when Yuri says, I love you to Juliana. Ooh, so Kitty, we do have feelings for Yuri. Like, we legit do, yes, feelings. yeah. So at this point, I think we can, it's not a game, it's a list. Let's do Devin and Sarah's list of up-and-comers. Because I think Anna Cathcart... Kitty mm-hmm. is one of those actresses that I just feel like we we might just be catching her as she's really on a big rise. She's been talked about for a couple of years, but she's never mm-hmm. really like yeah. jumped out. And maybe this series, her starring in it, her kind of, you know, being the face of it might make her, you know, make her into that big mega star five years down the road. So, so that's, that's what I want us to do here. Let's make some predictions. Let's come up with that list of actors and actresses who five years from now could be household names. Like I'm thinking like, like people who just passed over this threshold, Timothy Chalamet, right? He is now so big. It's like back in 2017, he would have been on this list because he was just kind of coming up. Florence Pugh is just a little bit too famous. She's gotten a little bit too big. Anya Anya Taylor-Joy, Zendaya, Anna de Armas, they're all actors or actresses who are just like 
they've just passed this threshold of like, oh, people know you now. You're and, a big deal now. And it's really interesting that I think like a lot of them started out in small, not small, but um, TV series on Netflix or on Prime or totally. on any of the streaming services like Hulu and like all of that, right? And and I is that the new way that actors and actresses come up through the ranks? Because, and, and then do they branch out into movies? I don't know. It's It's very interesting the way a lot of actors have made it big in Hollywood in the last few years. Well, that like, that's a great point, Sarah, because now like all these series are kind of like the new, like network TV sitcoms or shows that normally, you know, like I think about Paul Rudd who had like those bit parts on friends and then eventually he like, he was a mainstay on friends and then he got clueless and then all this other stuff started happening and now he's friggin' Ant-Man. Yeah. But he was just like, Phoebe's boyfriend for a while, you know? Like, <laughs> he was. <laughs> I do forget about that sometimes. You know, he actually, uh, uh, this is off topic. Paul Rudd was recently talking about that, how it was so weird that he became like a mainstay only at the end of the show because he was there for the very last scene that they shot for Friends. He was in the scene. So they like, they shoot it, they film it. Everybody on the cast is just bawling their eyes out. They're hugging each other. They're <laughs> hugging the directors and the it's writers. It's been 10 years. And, and Paul Rudd's like, I just, I'm just here for the paycheck, guys. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. the, this is very emotional for all of you. I get that. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I just got here. So, um, okay. So on my list, it's Devin's official 2023 list of up and comers. My first person. Bella Ramsey, who was on Game of Thrones, kind of had like a bit part, but most recently Bella was a star in The Last of Us. Right. Which was amazing. It's not everybody's cup of tea. If you're listening to this podcast, it might not be, but Bella was fan-freaking-tastic yeah, I in it. they were awesome. Still, still kind of a young um, actor, you know, clearly... I think on a trajectory of five years from now, Bella Ramsey is going to be a name that we know really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one is Jenna Ortega. Oh. From Wednesday. And who was also Disney. But yes. Yes. She was one of those, like, I knew the name and then Wednesday came out. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's there's Ortega right there. But yes, I agree with you. That's mm-hmm. a great pick. Yeah. Again, Netflix. TV show. We'll see. We'll see where she goes. But I think, you know, um, she's going to be a producer on the second season. So I think things are um, going to happen for her. My next person is kind of on the line. I'll be honest. You you can disagree. Maybe this person's already a star. I've got Cameron Monaghan, who uh, had a lot of success on the series Shameless. Oh, OK. The, the redhead. On yeah. Oh, OK. OK. Was also on the series Gotham in like a bit part. Most recently been doing a lot of like random like motion capture acting for video games. Like this new Star Wars video game. Yeah. But uh, Cameron, like in watching Shameless and in watching, you know, him on Gotham, I think just way more talented than the opportunities that have been given, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it happens a lot, actually. I think like like. I feel like he's a better actor than the gigs that he gets. So I I just like to see him get better gigs. Okay. My next one is also on the line. It's on the cusp because I think, I think she may have reached 
stardom. So I think like she might just be, but Sydney Sweeney, Ooh. White Lotus, most recently kind of thing. Um, you know, very big on all the red carpets for all the award shows. Um, so I do think she'll do more though. I think there's a lot more to come from her. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But yeah, again, cusp a little bit because I think I, she might mm. might be there, but I don't know. No, 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 Sarah. I, I can tell you that you're right, that she is an up-and-comer, and I can tell you the date. The okay. exact date that she's going to break. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, she's why? A, Does she have post-production on something? She has a Marvel movie coming out. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Oh, February my God, 16th, she? 2024. She's going to be in Madame Web. Oh. Which I'm actually not familiar with Me in terms either. of, like, Marvel stuff. But, yeah, she is going to be, she's like the other star in it. It's going to oh, okay. be like Madame Webb. And then there's Julia Carpenter, who's like Spider-Woman. She's mm, like the Spider-Woman cool. for this. Cool. Oh, yes. So there is the stardom right there. February 16th. Mm-hmm. It's going to, or maybe like <laughs> give, give it the weekend. Right. So like by the 21st, she'll probably be like, oh my God, everybody <laughs> knows one. who this is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my next person. <laughs> okay. Like we've even done a film with him. But I don't like I I know exactly where he fits into Hollywood and he hasn't fit in there yet. Jimmy O. Yang. Oh, I love Jimmy O. Yang. We did the movie uh, Love Hard that he starred in. It was a Netflix like holiday Mm rom-com, which is pretty good. But like, I feel like over the history of Hollywood, there always needs to be that other guy comedian in movies, whether it's Robin Williams, Jack Black Kevin Hart has been it for yes, like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy O. Yang can be that like, and now I'm the other guy in all of these Hollywood movies and I'm just here to be really, really funny. Rebel Wilson was right. this in she so was. many different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's so funny. His comedy, his standups are, they kill me. <laughs> and, and clearly I think he does want to get more into acting. So that's, that's where I see him. I like that. So Yara Shahidi, uh, she was in Blackish and Grownish. Love. I definitely her in can Black-ish. see her um, getting something big and just kind of going with it, um, and her trajectory um, taking off again. Started out with Blackish and Grownish, uh, both fantastic shows, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. She had a really interesting rom com come out like right before the pandemic. It was called. Uh, the sun is also a star and it just, it didn't quite end up hitting. I didn't end up watching I, it. I but haven't like, seen it either. I, I could definitely see her being like the like, star of like yeah, a big rom-com. Yeah, totally. Totally. I like that. All right. We're on to episode nine snafu. Um, professor Alex confronts Gina on her run in a nice way and says, I am your son at first. And she says, um, like she doesn't disagree. And he explains that, you know, he did an ancestry test, which led to a cousin of Lee's. And he figured out that it was Professor Lee who was his dad. And Gina kind of puts it all together and says, "Okay, so Lee doesn't know only me, you. And she puts it together in her mind. It's like a light goes off and says, Kitty Song Covey knows. And you can kind of tell like she's a little bit pissed, but like you don't know what she's going to do with that information. Gina comes clean to her husband and Yuri is there listening behind one of the walls. She used Eve Song's name to cover the whole thing up so that her family wouldn't find out. And she never thought that he would actually find her, but he did. The husband, who is a terrible, terrible person, asks if, you know, does he just want money? Gina says no. He tells Gina, just get rid of this problem. Pay him off to go away. And she's like, that's not what he wants. Like, 
He doesn't want any money. Yuri bursts in and says, you have a son and leaves. And she says, Professor Lee is the dad, right? And they end up fighting. Yuri tells her mom that she loves Juliana and that, you know, it's more about keeping her mom's image and the family image than she cares about her own kids and tells her mom that she's gay and that Dave is a fake relationship and that she has, you know, basically lived a fake life so that her mother will love her. Yuri moves into the dorm with everyone else because it's the communal dorm. Um, and this is because she came out to her mom and she obviously can't stay at home anymore. So she also tells Kitty that she has a secret brother and Kitty lies about knowing who it is and that she knows any of this information, which like obviously foreshadowing, we know this is not a good idea. While out for coffee, Minho and Day see Florian with another guy acting kind of flirty. So they take some pictures. This is important for later. Yuri is on the phone with Juliana and tells her that she moved into the dorms with the guys and Kitty. And I think Juliana kind of senses something like, could it be jealousy? Not quite yet, but like she kind of just like there's some like, you know, prickly feelings there. In uh, Kitty's English final, Professor Lee says, you know, the exam's hard, but it's fair. And Kitty says, well, I haven't done well all semester. So like, what what can I do if I'm not going to do well in the final? And he says, there's the talent show coming up. If you can do a traditional Korean dance at the talent show, you get an extra 10 points. Yuri then rushes up to Kitty and says, I took traditional fan dancing classes. I can teach you. Yuri and Kitty share a moment while practicing this fan dance. It was sensual and intimate. It was. <laughs> Q confronts Florian and asks if he's cheating on him. And he says he's not cheating on him, but he's cheating at school. And that he loves him and he's doing this all for him. Florian's grades have slipped because he's much more busy now that he's in a relationship with Q. Q's an all-star. He's awesome at sports. He's awesome at school. He's awesome all around. Um, And I think it's hard for Q to understand anything different than that. So Q is so mad at Florian for cheating, which I think is absurd at this point. Like at this point, I think it's absurd for Q to be mad at Florian Because Florian was totally honest about how he felt that it was, you know, his grades have been slipping and he can't go and live in Greece, which is what would happen um, if he failed out because um, because he is gay and he has orthodox grandparents in Greece who wouldn't accept him. So right before the performance of the talent show, Yuri finds out that Alex is her brother and that Kitty knew all along. During the performance, Kitty trips and her dress catches on fire and Minho runs to her rescue and they share a moment until Day rushes over. So many moments. At the end of this episode, Gina grabs Yuri, Alex and Daniel, Professor Lee, and goes to talk to them and say, you know, this is what's happening. We're a family. Well, <laughs> broken family, but we're, we're family. And Kitty also tells Day that she has feelings for someone else. And at first he thinks that it's Minho, but then she comes clean and says that it's Yuri. Poor day. Poor day. He he thought it was his best friend. Turns out it's his ex-fake girlfriend. Right. I don't know which one's worse. This kid. <laughs> I mean, he just cannot catch a break. Episode 10, OTP, which is what again? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I forgot that one. <laughs> you, you do it and I'll, I'll okay. find it. Okay, Day goes to confront Minho, but Kitty runs and tells him that it's not Minho and that it's Yuri. And Day can't believe it and says that it's totally over. So they're officially broken up. Professor Lee finds out about Alex and he is actually happy. Kitty calls her dad and says that I am not like Kitty calls her dad and says like she's not okay. She's failing all of her classes. She's in love with a girl and is very, very confused. 
Gina talks to Yuri about how Alex will stay over winter break and spend time with them and that Juliana is going to be coming back to school. One true pairing. Oh, one true pairing. Okay, there you go. So many pairings, but one true pairing. Okay, should be evident by the end of this episode. It's not. It, FYI. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> okay, so all the while, yeah, so Juliana is coming back and they just want their daughters to be happy. The grades finally get posted and Kitty passed and Florian took the sp- top spot over day and Q is very pissed at him for this. Kitty gets caught for living in the boys dorm and there's a meeting where Gina tells her that she's getting expelled because she was living with the boys um, and the rules were broken and it goes against her scholarship. Madison is the best. I just want to say that before I, you know, we forget about it. In the lunchroom, Kitty's having her last meal and she stands on top of the table and tells everyone why she deserves to stay there. And Gina just leaves. So she, so obviously Kitty gets down from the table. Good. Cause it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. This was like, it. I think they could have done a better job with this scene. I was, I was wanting more from it. It was just a little bit too like. Sap, like just, um. Cliche. So- soppy. Che- oh. It's not even sappy. It was Cheesy. soppy. This is where negative cheese comes into play. I would agree in this one instance okay. of our cheeses on the same. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it turns out Gina left though because she was crying and liked her speech. Gives her a letter that Eve sent to her after Eve had gone back to the States. Um, but she never responded. And then Kitty gives her a mixtape that Gina had made for Eve. So all is well with the friendship of Eve, the mother's. One mother is no longer here. Turns out that if Day uh, isn't first in his class, he loses the room and board scholarship. So now now I'm mad at Florian. Right. now I wasn't before, but now I am. So because Sarah is typically the beacon of truth and justice on this pod, you would have let Florian's cheating yes. go to the wayside. We don't yes. really care that yes, much. Yes, because he can't go and live with his Orthodox grandparents in Greece. Okay. okay. Like it's just, it's just not is. Yeah, no, he can't. Day tells Q that he wants to fight for Kitty and he runs to the airport because Kitty's going home to the States for a winter break and they talk. Kitty tells him that he was the perfect first boyfriend and that she loved him. And he says, you were the first girl that I loved. They kiss and they walk away because they are officially over. Day realizes that, you know what? There's no saving this anymore. As she turns, there's Yuri. And Kitty says, I thought I knew everything about love. And then I met you. And then Juliana shows up. I think Kitty was about to tell Yuri that she has a like crush on her or mm-hmm. that she likes her at this point. No longer a crush. Um, and then Juliana shows up. Yuri even makes a call to her mom saying that she shouldn't expel Kitty because she's not expelling the boys. And also valid point. Valid point. Don't forget, Yuri also stayed with the boys. Yes. Ah, oh, that's a really good point. Uh, yes, Devin. <sighs> Hello. I'm here. Then one last bombshell, because there's not enough at the end of this series, or a season, I should say. Kitty gets her seat on the plane and finds out that her that her mom, she's reading the letter that um, she had sent to Gina, that her mom may have had a first love named Simon. We also find out that she is si- seated next to Minho, who's going to see his mom in LA, but that he's in coach and not first class, which he normally would be, because he wants to sit beside Kitty. That's kind of like told like without saying it he tells kitty that he thinks he's falling in love with her dun 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 this is the ship that i want i 
I do love Minho. Not that I think there actually could be some fantastic potential with Yuri and Kitty. Like I do. I think that that would be really, I would like to see that. But I think ultimately the Minho and Kitty dynamic is just so attractive. I would like to see that happen. He is very attractive. He is a snack. You know why I love this is because remember the first person that Kitty actually sees in the entire series is Minho. We see Minho at yes. the airport in LA before mm-hmm. she gets to South Korea. Kate. And she is like, oh my God, like what a snack. They've drawn some like major conclusions or, or um, parallels, sorry, between to all the boys and yes. to yeah. Exo Kitty. And so I'll post those this week, but um, I just had to point them out. I'm going to, I'm going to put them on, on socials. Yeah. Love Minho. Love Kitty. I think that's a fun I mean, still though, poor day. Oh, like poor literally, day. Kitty's attracted to every other person around day except I know. for day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> poor guy. There, yeah, there, there was a lot going on there. Now on to quick facts. So for quick facts this week, um, I have two like general quick facts, but then the rest are going to be about Kitty or Anna Cathcart. Yuri and Minho, or Sanghyung Lee and Jia Kim, are actually siblings in real life. I noticed that. Did you? I, I was looking up his Wikipedia. Okay. Um, yeah, and I noticed that they were. It's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think it's really cool. They they have different last names, but yeah. So this is um, Sanghyung Lee's first acting gig, Exo Kitty, and he's also going to be making his movie debut later this year in Gran Turismo, the movie. Which is, that's interesting. That's going to be pretty cool. So now it's all about Anna. So Anna is a Gemini and she was born on June 16th, 2003. I led with the astrology. Yeah. Yeah. She that is... has significance because. <laughs> oh no, it's just a fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. She she is Canadian and was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. She attends uh, UBC or University of British Columbia, where she is double majoring in sociology and creative writing. Good for her. Before she was cast to play in To All the Boys, she was a series regular on the PBS TV show Odd Squad, playing Agent Olympia. Anna's first day of shooting Exo Kitty, she was filming the scene in Korea where Kitty struggles to, uh, with her suitcase and getting it up the stairs. A bystander saw her having trouble, um, bypass security, and came over to help her because he didn't know that she was acting in a TV series. That they were filming. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. I know, Such it's kind so nice. people in South Korea. Yeah. That's really nice. Anna is half Chinese and half Irish, and her hair is naturally auburn. When she was first cast into All the Boys, a production asked her if she'd be willing to dye her hair black to match Lana Condor's hair. Together, her and her mom thought that it was a deal breaker and decided against it, which she later felt uh, was a very kiddie thing to do. She's still very close to all her, um, to all the boys' co-stars. Even reached out to Lana Condor and Janelle Parrish, who played her on-screen sisters, for advice on leading a series. She said, I gained two big sisters and I'm literally so grateful for that. Her very first audition was when she was six years old and it was for a commercial advertising A Little Mermaid Barbie doll. Back when she was 10 years old, she starred in a Crayola chalk commercial and remembers it as the greatest day of her life. She said that it was a pivotal moment where she realized she wanted to pursue acting as a career. Back when Netflix announced that she'd be getting her own series, Exo Kitty, one of the first celebs to reach out and congratulate her was Simu Liu. They had been on an episode of Sesame Street together. That's so random. 
While filming the series, Anna had to move to Seoul on her own for four months after only ever living with her parents. And she said the whole experience made her feel more like on screen, more like her on screen counterpart than ever before. Anna and her Exo Kitty castmates bonded a ton, hanging out after filming, singing karaoke and eating fried chicken. Uh, this became a ritual for them. Her first celeb crush was Sean Mendez. Another Canadian. Yeah. And Simi her. Lou, also Canadian. Lots of. Yes, wow. That's yeah, wild. Canadian. Maybe that's why they were on Sesame Street together. It just occurred to me. <laughs> oh, maybe. Her first fictional movie crush was Lucas Till's character Travis from Hannah Montana, the movie. She loves writing comedy as well as stories for kids and young adults, which stems from her love uh, of Disney Channel shows. Anna wants to change the stereotype about characters who are nerdy because they wear glasses. She wants young viewers to see her on screen and realize that pretty girls wear glasses too. Honorable mentions. Okay, so the cast was great in this, um, but I have to say my honorable mention is Madison. Yeah. Um, because like she's just like she loves the chaos. She's very like Greta Gerwig vibes. She I find. is. Or, um, <gasps> that is a perfect description, like a young Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. I would like to honorably mention um, Minho. Okay. I just think I I think of all the characters he actually had the best character arc going from this like extremely jaded extremely like wealthy too cool for anything else yeah. vibes and now he's you know he, he opened up a lot we learned a lot more about him he maybe got a little bit vulnerable now main love interest heading into season two yes one of them for sure Love the character arc of Minho. Yes, he was very dynamic and complex as a character. I really liked it. Yeah, whereas some of the side characters were like just like Q likes Florian. They start dating, and that's kind of okay. Yeah, and and that's that's the path you went on. Yeah, oh, I don't, right, I, don't I, I don't even know what sport he plays. We know nothing. He's about just. Q. I know that he's like an all star athlete, but I actually. Now that you mentioned that, I don't know what he's an athlete of. He's president of the hiking club. I yes, think, right? yes, and like, he likes the outdoors and you know being active and hates cheating. But yeah. So whereas yeah. Minho, a much more complex character mm -hmm. that I feel like we really fleshed out, and it was really satisfying the way it was fleshed out too. Well, that moves into my what should have been though when you mentioned that um, that Minho, yes, complex character, love it. Moving into as a love interest though into season two. I do think that they could have used less of like the whole triangle square trope for for Exo Kitty. Like <laughs> too many love interests, I think, for for it to end as season one. Like we got, I mean, Day has moved out of the picture, yes, but now we have two new. I just, it's a lot, I think. Yeah, like literally every main character was at some point with somebody or then also with somebody else. Yeah. You know, Yuri's with Juliana, then Day. Then and then Minho is with Madison. Now I guess Kitty, Kitty Day, Minho, maybe <laughs> Yuri. Yuri. Yeah, it, that yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces there for sure. And now overall rewatchability. Okay, my rewatchability is as follows: Chemistry three point five, Storyline four point two, Thirst Factor three point eight, Imagination four, Soundtrack four, Cheese three for an overall score of three point seven five. I think this series was awesome. That I loved that it was done in South Korea, that they had, you know, um, both English and Korean as a language in the in the TV series, um, that the actors were Korean. Like, I liked that they brought some diversity to this. I loved it. That's why, you know, I'm scoring it a 3.75. 
I've got chemistry a 3.2, storyline a 3.7, thirst factor a 4, imagination a 4.2. Um, agreed, by the way, with everything you said. Soundtrack a 3.8. Tears for Fears, Everybody yeah. Wants to Rule the World. Great song. They milked it. They I did. think it played like four times. You know what, though? Every time it came on, I was like, oh, like, yay. I love this song. I could listen to it all the time. Uh, and she's a 2.4. That's the only part that really pulls me down on this one. For I've got an overall score of 3.55 out of 5. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of XO Kitty. Wherever you're listening to us, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe, and uh, leave reviews. And if you want to reach out on Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.